Hello out there to everyone listening and uh, thanks for tuning in to episode 5 of the Urban Gardening Food and Wellbeing Podcast on Rick Radio. I'm Tobias Gunning. Uh, first up, I'll be chatting with Ashleen Moore about kombucha, which is a healthy soft drink option with medicinal benefits. Ashleen provides a fascinating insight into the fermentation process and our colony of friendly bacteria. Next up then, I'll be talking with Peter Whelan, a.k.a. The Whole Hog. Peter is an organic grass-fed pork specialist who raises his pigs in a dig- dignified and humane manner. Hello out there to all the urban gardeners. Uh, I'm up here in the Honest to Goodness Market up in Glasnevin with Ashleen Moore, who's very kindly agreed to have a chat with us about the process of brewing and fermentation and, and more specifically around uh, kombucha. So Ashleen, Ashleen has been doing this for, for quite a while and uh, I, I think it's really, really interesting and it's one of these things that's that's really good for you, you know, and I, I, I tend to stock up on on kombucha every week and it lasts me like I get like a couple of bottles and it lasts me throughout the week and uh, I really really like it it's really really tasty and and I just thought we'd have a chat I'd have a chat with Ashley so you could kind of tell me a little bit about you know how you got into it and and the process involved in making it you know so you can give us kind of like give us a like a a brief introduction and then we can kind of get into it you know so thanks very much for for agreeing to chat with me first of all no worries um I like it started about five or six years ago a friend of mine just gave me a scoby and I didn't know what to do but he just told me a few steps what now what's a scoby? oh yeah the scoby is yeah. the it's a bacteria yeast and it looks okay. actually well in my house I've about six of them like houses yeah and they look like they kind of look like brains and everyone's like what the feck is wow. they're wondering what is this yeah and it's like a scientist lab like with all these um scobies oh, amazing and they have these little tentacles kind of growing out of them and that kind of um is when the they're feeding they're yeah. feeding off the sugars and the oxygen yeah because you need the the bottom to actually convert to to CO Okay, you know, and do you do you like have to, do you have to feed them with sugar? Do you give I, them sugar? I feed them every week um, oh, wow. with sugar. Wow! So uh, it's right. They actually um, ferment for about um, seven to ten days. Okay. And then you go. I do a second process as well. So that. Yeah. So I give Tell it another flavor. That. Yeah. I um because I add um there's I do raspberry and pomegranate, um. What's that? Ginger and turmeric and cherry. Brilliant. So I do um, ginger and turmeric as the veg, you know, the the root. Yeah. Uh, from Rosa Silver from Spring Cottage. Right. I get the veg there. Or, and, and she has a stall in the market as yeah, well. Yeah, she is yeah. a stall in, in honest to goodness. Yeah. And then I use I do I use the juices for the organic juices, cherry and pomegranate. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you refine the juices out of the fruit? Like, well, actually, I get like I actually buy the bottle of juice, mm. and it's or it's a hundred percent pomegranate. Yeah, so it's organic. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. and so I just put ten percent of the juice in. Yeah, with along with the the sco- the tea. Yeah, the tea and the sugar, but the sugar is already converted into it's carbonated. Okay, and tell us a bit about the tea ingredient. How does that work? Do you use like make tea instead of water or kind of? Thing? Yeah, is you it... you boil the kettle and you brew the tea first. Yeah, that's the first step. Okay, and then you add in the sugar. Okay, and the, well, you you cool it down and then you right. add in the sugar and you put it into the scoby right, and then wow. that takes seven to ten days. 
and, and like and what's the gig there like would you would you have like a massive big bucket of it or would it be in a sealed container or, or like how do you when it's fermenting like how do you how do you know if it's done or like how do you like do, does it have to be kind of in an airtight container or how does that work like? it um it's better in a glass container Mm-hmm. because it just works better in a glass and I put a cheesecloth on top of it okay. because you need oxygen to get into it because yeah. that is a very important part of, of fermenting right. so you just um hot, like you get a cheesecloth and you tie it with elastic band because you don't want any of the, the fruit flies come in sure. the summertime yeah. they really love that now because yeah. it's sweet yeah. yeah like I remember like when I was a kid like I remember that uh, my dad he used to he used to brew his own wine and his own beer so we'd go out me and my little sister would have to go out and we'd have to pick loads of kind of elderflowers and, yeah. and, and sometimes it'd be blackberries or whatever you know and, and it was a kind of it was some sort of a, like I can't remember exactly but it sounds familiar there was some sort of a fermentation process going on but I think it was with him he used like a yeast starter pack well no I just used a school but that is mm. yeast and bacteria but it's, it's kind of like that's kind of like that's, natural is it like, yeah and it's it's a like I I know the, the bacteria there is a certain names on them yeah but don't ask me to pronounce yeah, them because yeah. they're very tricky yeah yeah <laughs> they're yeah. very tricky but they feed off the sugar and the oxygen okay and how and that just keeps growing that just constantly grows right and and like like that would be that would be separate then to the the tea and the pomegranate juice. Would you well, then you when do you add them both actually, together? Yeah. So what you do is you obviously you add the tea and the sugar first, yeah. and that takes seven to ten days. But then yeah. I do the second fermentation, so I separate the scoby and the tea. Okay. So I pour the tea into when it's fermented like mm. seven to ten days. I I go to the second, so I put the pomegranate and the juice then. That's, and so that sugar from the pomegranate juice feeds okay. off the the tea. Okay. Because it's still there's scoby in the tea. Like when you buy the bottle of um, like actually I just have probably, mm. like yeah. do one of these as an older one, but these are really t- I must give you one of these. But I just have a certain date on it. Yeah. But they last for so long. Indefinitely, yeah. And they actually get more acid, acidic, acidic, yeah, acidic, and that helps yeah. with your food. That helps to break down the... Your pH levels yeah. as well. It's all connected to that, isn't Yeah, it's it? all yeah. with the digestion yeah. and all that. Yeah. So that will help you with... Uh, so as as it gets more acidy, it's like... would be like apple cider vinegar. It'd be very, okay. very sour and yeah. very acidic. Yeah. But that helps break down it even more. And is there is there a probiotic element in kombucha? Um, apparently there's no um, science... There's no backing that there is. Mm-hmm. But, but like... Because because when it reaches down, you know, like the stomach acid can yeah. kind of kill that before. But there is um, benefits to it, like a prebiotic where it feeds off the good bacteria in your gut, you know, that kind yeah, of way. Yeah. And the, the benefits as well, there, there's only around maybe 2% of sugar. Yeah. But um, it, there isn't that much and the flavour is so nice in the fizz. Oh, it's delicious. Yeah. It's absolutely delicious. It's one absolutely of the, that's delicious. why I had to talk to you about this because it's it's one of the nicest products that, I, that, I, that I've come across up here, you know, and, and I, I, I really, really like it. And I'm just kind of wondering about, like, your philosophy, your kind of personal kind of philosophy behind it. Like, how did you, how did you kind of decide, like, this is what I want to do and, and, like, how did you kind of get into making it? 
Well, um, it, it just started off um, with Rose kept saying ashing because mm. I started making it for Rose, you know, down ah, the farm because right. I worked on the farm. Yeah. And she said, Ashing, you should start selling this. Yeah. Because she was tasting other um, kombuchas. Sure. And she said, Ashing, I think yours is better. Mm-hmm. And now in the market, so I started selling a few in the market and they just sell out. Yeah. They just sell out like yeah. every week. Yeah. And, and so, like, yeah. And then I just I got confidence to actually do it all the time. And then, you know, if um, my family love it, my friends love it. So I just said, you know what? Yeah. This is and it's easy. It's not hard once you get into the habit of it. It's like, mm-hmm. it's just it's easy for me to do. Yeah, and and tell us, did you ever did you ever do any other sort of uh, ferm- fermentation or brewing processes? I did um, the sauerkraut. Right. Yeah. That, like, like because like I I got a I I like the um the Korean stuff the kimchi. Yeah. Which is kind of like a Korean sauerkraut. Yeah. Um, but then you have like ordinary sauerkraut as well. Like how do you, like what's the process behind that? Like how does that work? Um, no, I've only done it a few times. Yeah. Um, it's just, I think it was, let me think because it was a while back. Um, yeah. It was the cabbage and I think it's water and yeah. then you put chilli, you can put your own flavours in yeah, as well. Yeah, like ginger and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I put chilli in and it maybe probably a bit ginger and I put I think I put salt. I didn't put sugar. Yeah, that's I think, right. I yeah. think that's what I yeah. did. I put salt yeah. in it. And, and I had it like, I had it over for two weeks or something. Okay. I, I ferment into a dark area. Yeah. And that's what you do with kombucha as well. You put it into a dark. It's what all is that like? like? What, what, what difference does that make? I don't, that, that's what they usually do is mm. hide it away because yeah. it's the different temperature. Every, like it does change through the winter. Sometimes you might get a different flavour off these kombuchas right. because of, um, the different temperatures. Yeah. Like in the winter, it's slower. Right. It grows slower. And if you put it in the fridge, it grows slower. Well, it's kind of like uh, bio biodynamic farming. Yeah. Like, you know, um, uh, you know, when you like this, uh, there was a, a thing like I was I was reading about where uh, it was a wine tasting, you know, and they have it on different phases of the moon because yeah. like the wine tastes different depending on, on like the cycles of the moon and, yeah. and, the, and the, yeah. the time when the, the grapes are actually oh, harvested. Yeah, yeah. yeah that could be the same. Yeah. Because in the summer... The Arcadian rhythms of, yeah. of like night and day. And some and people have asked, why is it different taste? And I, yeah. I would say, like, you know, I would tell them like, why don't you... Um, like if you like the acid, if you like that taste better, mm-hmm. leave it out a little. Leave it out of the fridge for longer. Yeah, it gets and more fizzy, doesn't it? It gets more fizzier. Yeah, but if you put it in the fridge, it kind of stops the fermentation. Okay, because yeah. it te- depends on temperatures. I usually leave um, the scoby in a room temperature. You can't mm-hmm. have it too hot. You can't have it too cold. Right. Like you have to have right. it kind of at like twenty six degrees or yeah. whatever. Do you know? Yeah. Have you been th- Have you been thinking of um, expanding into doing some more sauerkraut, um, and cheese and stuff? I haven't really been thinking that. I was trying to get further with these and put them into shops and stuff like yeah. that. So we'll see. Maybe yeah. in the future. We'll, we'll hope. That. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully we'll see them on the shops. Um, yeah. In the near future, because as I was saying, it's a it's a wonderful product. You know. Yeah. So. Thanks very much, Ashley, for chatting. We're we're kind of up past ten minutes, um, and I'm just kind of I just wanted to kind of finish off and just see if there was anything like if you'd have any top tips like for either uh, the gardening at this time of the year or for starting a fermentation process. Like, um, what top tips do I have? Because um, you're quite connected with gardening. I do a well, lot of gardening. Like, and is there is there anything is there anything particularly good to kind of plant at this time? Of the year or to, well, to harvest. Do you know what? Or... Always go for your favorite color, like because nice. because yeah. when you actually reach out, when you actually put a plant in of, of your color, 
you will um, see the healing that will become within yourself like yeah that's and, lovely and every day because I talk to my plants every day yeah. and I go out to them and see each growth happening yeah. so I would go out and always put my favourite colours because you get so much healing from it wow can you give me an example of that of like your favourite colour like with a plant like I love purple and greens like yeah. they're my colour and nice. they're they're connected with the chakra and all that and they yeah. give you such great healing yeah so um like when I look at my colours, you can feel you you don't you don't think anymore. You're just in that moment yeah. of, of present, looking at the beautiful colours. You're having that experience. You're experiencing. You're having the experience yeah. of just living in that moment yeah. and seeing the creation. Yeah. What is in your garden? Beautiful. And it's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really nice. I really like that. Okay, Ashley. Listen, thanks very much for for chatting to me. That okay. was just so so so, much. so informative. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks a million. <laughs> Thank you. You're listening to the Urban Gardening Food and Wellbeing Podcast with Tobias Gunning. Uh, we're up here in the Honest to Goodness Market up in Slaney Court in Glasnevin. And uh, I'm chatting, uh, I'm going to be chatting here with uh, Peter Whelan, who's uh, who's got the the stand, the whole hog, which is a, he's he's uh, knocking out some really, really nice uh, pork produce, uh, organic uh, free range. And uh, he's going to tell me a little bit about about the process of, you know, raising kind of the benefits of of eating that kind of pork and that meat, a yeah. clean meat. And, you know, how it's a kind of it's a it's a sustainable kind of home farmed uh, produce that comes straight from the field to the market and has no kind of interference um, that kind of damages the goods or anything like that it's a really really nice product I eat a lot of it myself and it's it's really cool so uh, Peter I guess like it'd be nice to kind of just hear a little bit about the process of, of raising the pigs and, and maybe first of all tell us a little bit about how you got into where the whole kind of philosophy or idea came for Came yeah, from. right, Tobias, and uh, welcome to Honest to Goodness, as you're a regular customer here, I don't really have thanks. to welcome you, yeah, but uh, yeah. no, uh, thanks for the the, uh, the interview. Pleasure, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, basically, how I got into the pork was, uh, I have a small farm out in Slane, and I mm. would be originally from Dublin, as you know, and Lovely, I didn't yeah. come from a farming background, yeah. but I always had a passion about animals, and I went on farmhouse holidays when I was young, okay. and I had a little kind of, a, I just wanted to do something with the land, yeah. and uh, I put in some forestry, and then I got some free-range pigs, uh, the Tamworth pig. Tamworth? Yeah. That, that's the, the, the red, breed? Yeah, the red wow. pig. And now, uh, I was it's, at the time, I was doing a bit of sa- sales work for a, a food company, and I was selling into the catering industry. And yeah. I was telling chefs, and they were saying they, they couldn't get free-range pork. There was very few people doing it. So that made me think... Yeah, and then to kind of fast forward without boring you too much. I we, know this yeah, is very interesting. Yeah, well, I was actually, I got a bit of a, a hiccup uh, career-wise, and I got a bit of bad news. And a job I had, I had lost a tender, and right. But at the same time, I was building up a few of these pigs. Sure, yeah. So I was kind of in a dilemma that I said, you know, you know what, these pigs are going to have to wash their face or make a few quid because yeah. things were. I yeah. was just, I didn't see this thing coming. I wouldn't say it's cheap, like uh, kind of like farming any sort of animal. No, it's no, a, it's a big and responsibility. Yeah, and, and a big cost. Yeah, and I had built up quite a, you know, substantial enough herd, but the, because the contract I had was money coming in and I was feeding the pigs. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, this the well dried up, and I'm looking, Jane, you're going to have to try and move these pigs on and do a bit, find a market for them as such. Yeah. It became now from being a hobby. And an interest to saying, well, I'm going to have to make it actually work. Okay, yeah. So that's where yeah. Breed, who runs the Honest to Goodness Market, I, I didn't yeah. know her, I had heard about this market, and I rang her. And she said, um, we have a pork butcher already, 
yeah. but uh, we're trying to do a market on a Wednesday if okay. you were prepared to come. So anyway, I came down and I started doing the market on the Wednesday and it was very, very quiet, you know. But, and as a yeah. long story short, Wednesday didn't really take off. So, But the, the pork butcher who was doing the Saturday yeah. decided he was pulling out right. uh, and he was going somewhere else. He had bigger fish to fry. And he said to me that I could buy his cabinet and right. lo and behold that's how I started in Honest to Goodness and that was about 12 years ago right, wow, and I'm still wow. here and, and it's built over the years we stuck with it we resisted doing any other markets a lot of fellas uh, people in, in what we do they go to various different markets but yeah. I took a conscious decision I resisted this is like as you know it's an indoor market and, yeah. and I have a butcher's cabinet yeah. so when I come down I bring all my stuff down in the, in, in, in the cold in the free, in the chill van and tell us a bit tell us a bit more about like the kind of stuff that you sell here and like yeah. and, and tell us a bit more about the actual like you know the, the, the raising of the pigs and, yeah, and yeah. stuff yeah and like yeah. what do, well, what the, do you feed all the pigs stuff, we, we don't buy any pigs in like once I built up my stock yeah. we, we let them they're actually kind of wild because they're in a natural habitat oh, right. I put in native forestry Lovely. so what happens is they farrow as in they have their young out yeah. in the wild yeah. I actually have some video if anyone wants to go to my Facebook page uh, yeah. the whole hogs with two G's yeah. whole hogs um, and you're on Twitter as on well on Twitter you? as well yeah. now there's some very good footage there of pigs and you mm-hmm. want to see them making a nest with Lovely. grass yeah. the, the nature at its best yeah. you know, it's yeah. really, it does your heart good to and see and what do they eat what do they, they eat eat, the well, well they're in the fields I give them some bread that I get from a bakery it's short nice. uh, short dated bread yeah and but also they'd be foraging the grass they actually eat grass because there's a lovely flavour of that yeah, pork yeah, it's yeah, really unique is, like, yeah. you don't get that kind of flavour of no, any, no. any other pork you know no but they don't, we don't inject them they never see a needle from yeah. the, day they, the day they're born and all the animals are born on our farm they roam, roam freely and they have a much longer and happier life because they're not pumped like the commercial pigs they, the, the commercial pig is born they're even given uh, iron because they Sometimes. an injection of iron, yeah. uh, iron because they don't get it in the ground because they don't see ground they yeah, don't see grass yeah, yeah, whereas our yeah. pigs don't get any injections whatsoever. And, this, and this is kind of really this this part's really important because like the title of the podcast is you know uh, urban gardening food and well-being and yeah. this kind of comes under the, the banner of the well-being the well-being part, yes. well like, being the for, whole idea of yeah, free it's, range yeah. and, and well it's well-being for you and me but yeah. it's more importantly well-being for the animal yeah exactly you know yeah. so in other words the animal okay people would say oh you know you're killing the poor animal. like animals are, they're here they're part of the food chain yeah. But we make them, let them have as happy a life while they're here with us. And they have a good life. Yeah, and you respect the animal. Yeah, you know? and I mean, I think that yeah. that translates through the taste and, yeah, and the energy yeah. of, the, Absolutely. of the, the food you're actually yeah. eating. There's it's a good vibe of well, it. Yeah, yeah, but it's a slower, it, it's it's matured when it's ready. It's ready when it's ready. Yeah. It's not kind of, like you get the chickens now in a supermarket. I know they're a different product. Yeah. But they are only, they're six or eight weeks and they're, they're ready for the they shelf. Don't you know? their, their, their they don't need, their legs yeah, would they, even they, hold they them. They don't see like, daylight. Yeah. They're just pumped, you know. Yeah. So like this yeah, is it's shocking, yeah, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And the pigs are kind of not that far off, you know. So we oh, have a completely pigs, different, yeah. like, I mean, you get a bit of pork in the supermarket and it's yeah. just full of water. Yeah, and yeah, dye. Yeah, the yeah. dye in the no, water are coming out of it in the frying pan. When you see a pig in its natural habitat, you know, yeah. it, it's it's really it does you good. You yeah. Know? And you say to yourself, sure, why would you why would you lock them up? You know. Yeah, like I mean, even that kind of fondness that you're talking about there when they're foraging and and making mm. a nest for themselves. Like I mean, that's you know that's a that's a really good buzz. You know, because yeah. like you know, like I mean, when you when you're kind of looking after an animal, it's a, it's a way you kind of learn to look after yourself as well. Absolutely. Like you know, yeah, like yeah. as they say, like treat others as you, as you uh, want to be treated yeah, yourself. Yeah. You know, and they and, and contrary to whatever, like I've got people. There's a medical consideration. Yeah, but, and there's people. 
come into my market and they respect what I do and I respect them. Some of them could be vegans and I've yeah. no problem with that. So, you know, a lot of people in the meat industry have a thing about, you know, there's us and them. I've, I think there's a place for everyone. Everyone well, has a yeah. choice. Like, you know? I mean, you know, like I interviewed a couple of vegans in yeah. the last couple of podcasts, a couple yeah. of girls, you know, and it was really interesting. You know, they they were into what, what you call environmental veganism, yes. you know, and, and, and that kind of angle. But like, I mean, we do over, like the problem today is we overproduce food and 40% mm. of it goes into the landfill. That's right. So yeah. like, I mean, that's what I'm really interested and fascinated by what you're doing is yeah. you're only kind of raising what you need. You're, that's right. You know, yeah, and, it, yeah. and it's kind of like a bespoke kind yes, of farm, yeah. you know? Yeah, I've resisted. Like, I would have had people come to me. I dry cure my own rashers, you know. Lovely, I use lovely. salt and salt and sugar. There's no nitrates, no nothing. Okay. Am I right? That's why when you cook them, Tobias, you know, you often get the stuff from me. Uh, the rasher... When you, when you cook it in the pan, it goes to a more of a porky colour. Yeah. yeah that's because really there's no nice. nitrate. The nitrates, and and that is what gives it the pink colour. Right. Pork is not pink, you know. Yeah. Pork is white. It's a salt And, and okay, the salt when you cure it, but it's yeah. still, it doesn't change its colour. And what about your chorizo? Like, that's like that's award-winning chorizo. Yeah, I won a chorizo. Or I won a really gold tasty. and lost my hair. And yeah, back in, I think it was 20, whatever it was, 2016 or 18. I won gold and lost a heron. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, yeah, and, and like again, that was that came about by wanting mm. to use the whole pig. You know, yeah, uh, you'd be mincing, you know, you mince it up, and you you see a chorizo needs pork fat, right, and the yeah. free range pigs have more fat than the commercial pig, and it's lovely that fat. Yeah, it's and the, the best part yeah, of it. Oh, for me. Yeah, and it's very good. Fat, it's very like, good. Yeah. For you, very high in vitamin D. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah, right. Yeah, people yeah, think yeah, fat is bad, but if it's fat of a good, uh, well reared animal, fat is actually good for you. It's really good for you. Yeah. Like you know, it's it's the. It's the pr- it's the processed fats that aren't good. For you. Right. you know the yeah, the, yeah. the the manufactured yeah. stuff. You know, no, I think pure I animal fat is really good. I mean, you only have to talk to somebody who's on a ketogenic diet, and they tell yeah, you how good right. fat is. Absolutely, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So look, it, it's a whole yeah the whole free range thing. It opens your eyes. You know, when you see animals living yeah. the way they were, the way they used to live. Yeah, it makes you open up your whole eyes to the whole industry that's out there you know we've, we've lost touch the like, crates even, crates yeah, and yeah. crates even you ask a kid you ask some children they're not all children but some children where does milk come from yeah. they tell you it comes from the supermarket you know on the yeah. shelf like from they, a tank yeah they don't realise they you know there's a cow yeah. that has to be milk you know well this is what we lost is, is, yeah. the, hu- is the connection like the human the, the human connection that that's, like yeah, you know yeah. that that was actually a, a living animal you know it's not just a chunk of meat that's, that's wrapped right. in yeah, plastic yeah. On, a, on a supermarket that's shelf true, yeah. you know like you have the likes of Bill Gates and all that that want to kind of start growing meat in a laboratory you that's know? right it's frightening I mean it's yeah. shocking you know yeah frightening so tell us Peter tell us a bit more about like the types the type of stuff that you have there on the stall that you're selling you know and what yeah. kind of what people like and well and this time of the year the summertime we have a lot of barbecue you know we have a nice range of sausages as you know uh, sausages are amazing what, what what flavours have you we got have um, apple and sage we've um, sea salt and cracked black pepper pork and leek garlic and chive black pudding black pudding apple and sage Toulouse. Toulouse, uh, which is uh, it's a French style. Then we have a Sicilian uh, type of sausage nice. with fennel in it. Yeah, a lot of people use that with pasta. It's meant to be lovely right. with a pasta right. dish. Totally. I wouldn't be mad about fennel myself as a, as, yeah. a, as a spice, but the people who get the fennel sausages go mad for them. You know. Yeah, and you have your puddings there, the your black, black pudding and white, and white pudding. Puddings. Yeah, make them hal- handmade. And I mean, one of your best products that I love the be- the, the most is the belly. The belly of pork. The, yeah, you know, seem to like the belly. Absolutely yeah. beautiful. And yeah. the shoulder. It's the not shoulders it's really see, nice. The boys, you come from the 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 catering end of it yourself. You were a chef, I think, weren't you? Yeah. And 
Um, like, so like you understand what to do. I always say this to the customers. I, pro- yeah. I can produce the pork or the pig. Yeah. But it's people like you that kind of bring it to the next level to know what to do with it. Yeah, but I, I mean, be, yeah, I wouldn't be great on what to do with it. You know. I mean, some of those cuts that you have in there are like the best parts. Like you know, you're yeah. talking about using up the the odds and ends in the chorizo. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're like I mean the ham hocks. They're they're delicious. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I stick them in the slow cooker and yeah, eat them yeah. on for about three hours, and they're just falling off the bone. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and some of the other stuff that might take like the ribs that you have as well the bacon yeah, ribs yeah. absolutely delicious oh yeah and there, there, there's um, there's also then there's the the, the ham, ham hock as you know would have um, natural gelatin in it yeah. you know so yeah. if you wanted to do a terrain you yeah. could get a kind of a cup full of the water yeah. after boiling it and you could set your you could do a terrain yeah you know, natural jelly in it again there's no need for any of these artificial stuff not you know? at all yeah, yeah. yeah everything is there you know if, it's a matter of opening your eyes and, and opening you, you've done it open your attitude you know and mm. just look for what's out there and these markets are great there's not just this as you know you how long some, are you up here now with this market I'm here actually 12 years wow. Yeah. Wow. So I think the market itself is probably 13 to 14 years going yeah and if anyone well had established. A, if anyone had told you or, or me to buy us say 13 years ago yeah uh, the, like in fairness to Breed Carter who runs the market she had great vision yeah she retired from the civil service yeah. and she just, imagine me telling you I'm going to open a farmer's market in an industrial warehouse in Glasnevin Industrial Estate. Really offside. You know, and I mean, yeah. even to There's this no day, when I, when I, when I say yeah, when I yeah. say that, even now I kind of cringe. Mm. I say, is it? But you look around there. Look at the cars all around. Look, yeah. look at the buzz. The people Places around. Packed, yeah. You know, but it, that didn't happen. Drinking yeah. coffee. It didn't happen overnight. You know. Yeah. Everyone had to work hard and build with it. And that gets back to what I said to you. I resisted doing loads of different pop-up markets. We put all our energy. We know most of our customers. Like I know you, Tobias. First name terms. Yeah. I, yeah. I have a hundred other customers like that. Yeah. That I know. All you know, they tell you about their holidays, their kids going to school, yeah, a bereavement, unfortunately, as well. You know, but you're you're living life with all your customers, it's yeah. brilliant, it's yeah. lovely, it's very, very different. It's a real kind of social aspect, yeah. To the it's more than we, well. we enjoy coming. Like, well, the hardest part is getting up early in the morning, yeah, on a Saturday, you yeah. know, up at five o'clock in the morning. No matter, you never get used to that, yeah. But once you're up, yeah, and you have the shower and you're, you're on the road, yeah. but then you're having the crack, and yeah. you, you know, you have your crack with your fellow stall holders. And, yeah. Then you do a bit of bartering. We do. It's a yeah. great place for bartering. Yeah. For the stallholders. At the end of the day, somebody might. The girl there, Julie, that does the flowers. Yeah. She come up and get a few sausages, and I'd go down. Yeah. So just give us, give us a few flowers to the value Lovely. of. Lovely. You know, the same with the lads outside the gnomes. I think you yeah. interviewed them recently. Yeah, they're very good. Yeah. 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 They give us some of their if they have some of the greens left at the end of the day, rather than going into the waste, you yeah. know, landfill. They yeah. come up and give them to me, and then I throw them a few sausages. You know. And that's so, you know, I think that's you're after hitting on something there, Peter. That's definitely the way forward for yeah. from a community perspective because yeah. this is basically a sustainable community. Absolutely, yeah. It's a self-sufficient community, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, there's there's every here, everything you need to come absolutely. To, you can do your you can do your weekly shop here. Yeah, yeah. And, and by the way, it won't it won't break you. You know, you and know. It's, it's a sustainable food chain. Yeah. You know, you've got the meat, you've got the veggies, you've yeah. got you've got all. Aspects you've your raw of milk. It. I get the raw and, milk there every week. Yeah. And that bartering yeah. that bartering aspect is so yeah. important because like event never happens to the financial uh, system. You know, like it, yeah. it'll go back to the way it was. As far as like you might be a fr- you might be like a butcher. Somebody yeah. else might be like have a store or how somebody else might grow bake bread. You know, yeah. And, yeah. and that bartering system. Absolutely, you know, where yeah, we're all swapping. Bits and, and pieces with each other, yeah. and we're living a kind of a good, and, yeah, full life. Yeah, There's absolutely. no need for money, you know. No, no, absolutely not. No, no, no. It's a great market for that. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And then I'm just, just, we're just kind of coming up on the time. I just wanted to kind of ask you, like, um, like a little bit more about, like, you know, how, like. By raising these pigs and by, you know, the whole process of, of kind of being a butcher and, and kind of selling the product, how has that, that kind of impacted your outlook on life, you know? Um, well, it always comes back to, uh, 
waste what you you know uh, respecting the, like the, to remember that a, an animal had to live and an animal had to die yeah. for you know you never it's never easy like getting your head around you know there's an animal that's going to you're going to have to kill well, the word kill it's, there's no nice way of saying yeah, it you're no, killing you're an right. animal yeah. and, and it's, it's for the food chain but you earn a certain respect yeah. for that yeah. animal and every one of them so every one every one pig that you kill you make sure that you use every bit of it yeah. and that you you know it doesn't this is the thing about you know if, if it's not the landfill thing it's getting back to the landfill Yeah. some people have lost respect for, for meat and for you know remember that it was an animal it was a living being and yeah. It should be treated accordingly. Nice you know, one. so when you get a piece of pork off me, it's it's been respected from the day it was born yeah. to the time it comes yeah. in and the time you put it into the bag and bring it home. I really, and, I really yeah, like yeah, that yeah, because yeah. it's a, it's an indicator like of this kind of instant gratification, throwaway society. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like using that's really lovely about like using every part of the yes, animal, yeah, and, and yeah, I totally yeah. agree with it. Even like some places, like will you even use do a thing? I don't know whether you've heard of it called pig's head terrain. Where yeah. they'll actually even use all parts of the head. That's you right, know? the brawn. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's all sacred. That's it's right, all, it's yeah. all valuable. Every every little bit of it. You know what? Feed it, out, yeah. You know. You know what was a lovely thing and it's a pity we've lost it a bit down the country years ago seemingly and it was before my time yeah. I remember hearing a lot of the mm-hmm. country because I as I say I moved out from Dublin but it was a thing in Dublin as well yeah. everyone every household had a pig it was the, I think the housewife had the pig yeah. and she had chickens but the time had come for the pig to be killed and they'd gather around the neighbours would come and mm. they'd, cut, they'd, they'd kill the pig on the farm yeah. and they'd slit its throat and they'd gather the blood and they'd yeah. make the pudding and all. The and everyone yeah, would get... Blood it, it was all hands on deck. Yeah. But everyone would yeah. get some pudding and then when we say your turn came to kill your pig, we'd all go to your place. You yeah. Know? And that sort of thing. I'd love to see that maybe coming back. Yeah, because it teaches way. about respect, yeah, doesn't yeah, it? It yeah. teaches about the yeah, life that absolutely. it is an actual living yeah, entity, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. know. And it, look, it can be shocking for some people, but if it was done on a gradual basis, you know, it's not for everyone. Well, so. everyone who eats meat should uh, they at should, least experience well, they that should once, see, you know? Yeah, they should see yeah, where it comes from, yeah. you know. Yeah. Okay, and that's that's a. I suppose that's a really kind of good note to kind of leave it. Yeah, leave yeah, it yeah. Peter. Um, I just want to kind of thank you very much, and I, I I would say to anyone listening to have a look at your Facebook page and your Instagram and your Twitter. The whole hugs, yeah. Okay. Thanks a million, Peter. Cheers, Great to boys. You. Thanks Cheers. very much indeed. Bye. So the weather has been lovely, uh, and it's important, I guess, to stay on top of the watering. The best time is early in the morning before the sun rises, and the last thing at night uh, after the sun goes down, preferably. I was turning some soil in the allotments yesterday and the tomatoes and courgettes are really coming on and needed a liquid feed we're uh, we're in full bloom out there at the moment and there's quite a bit of maintenance required to keep on top of things uh, I also added another level to the worm farm which is thriving but uh, so that right oh that's about it now for episode six uh, next week I'll be chatting with uh, Stefan Verstappen about the art of urban survival and his take on ideas plans and tools to help establish and maintain sustainable communities I'll also be chatting with Irene Montgomery uh, about being part of the rowing club and the benefits of being out on the Liffey thanks to brother D for the technical wizardry and sound production and uh, that's it thanks Thank you.